A few weeks ago, someone asked me what my favorite psalm was. And I cheated because I replied with two. But for me, these are two psalms that I can never read apart from one another. Psalms 22 and 23. Psalm 22 starts out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why do you feel so far from me? The first verse of Psalm 22 is when Jesus cried out from the cross. My God, why have you forsaken me? Why have you forgotten me? Why do I feel like you don't care? Our, our world can be messy and dark and unclear. We look on the news or on social media and we see brokenness. We live our everyday lives and we see brokenness. We see people in pain, pain from illness, pain from words, pain from disagreement that splits us apart. Pain in seeing someone we love hurting and, and we don't know what to do. Pain in just not knowing what our next step is after something happens. We live in a world where sometimes it can feel like the world is falling apart around us. And sometimes it, it can feel that way inside. We live looking at broken pieces of our lives and our world around us. And we don't know how to put them back together. We live knowing what it means to have to say goodbye. To be living our lives until the news of someone we love dying hits us and it feels like we've been hit. And how are we supposed to go on? How are we supposed to get beyond this shock and this unrest? And we find ourselves going to that verse in the Holy Scriptures, one that Jesus called out himself. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But why I love Psalm 22, because it, it validates those feelings that all of us are going to have at some point, is because Psalm 22 leads into Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leads me beside still waters. He anoints my head with oil. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. 
you prepare a place for me in the presence of my enemies. In the presence of our broken pieces, the sovereign Lord chooses to look at us and to care. We start out with feeling forsaken in Psalm 22, but we lead into that assurance that God is right there in the midst. Psalm 23 is a promise that is also found in today's passage from Revelation. So often we get scared of Revelation because we think it's talking about the end of the world, and it's not. Revelation was a letter written to give comfort and encouragement to Christians. It was saying, hold on, God is there. And in today's passage in particular, is a promise and a hope we cannot overlook. So hear these verses again, this time in the message translation. I heard a voice thunder from the throne. Look, look, God has moved into the neighborhood, making his home with men and women. They are his people, he is their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death is gone for good. Tears gone. Crying gone. Pain gone. This is our promise. This is our hope that God has moved into our neighborhood. In our pain, in our loss, in our everyday brokenness, the one who is the creator of everything has chosen to come to us. When Jesus went to Mary and Martha, when he found out that Lazarus had died, he didn't see their tears and simply go on calling him forth from the tomb. Jesus saw their pain and he wept with them. Because that is what it means to have God with us in our neighborhood. To have a God who cries with us. To have a God who takes the time to listen to us. To see us. To pursue us. To offer us grace. Because Jesus came to show that Psalm 23, its promise is true. The Lord is our shepherd and the good shepherd never abandons his flock. The Lord is near and he is not going anywhere when his sheep feel broken and alone. Even though it may feel like that at first. Often, we, we look at the, at the broken pieces of our lives and of our world, and we, we just don't know what to do. 
How are we supposed to fix this? I'm a fixer. I want to fix things. And we look at it and we can't seem to put the pieces back into place. We can't force them into place because there's still cracks. It's still not whole. And we remember our cries of, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And we ask God, how long will this brokenness go on? Until we see. Until we see suddenly the pieces of our broken lives, our broken world fall into place. Because God has moved into our neighborhood. Therefore, brokenness cannot remain. When God is present, brokenness cannot remain. Upon our lives, when God has claimed us. And so God binds these pieces together that, that we may think are, are not repairable. And he binds them with his tears. And he binds them with his love, with his grace, with his presence, with his sacrifice. He binds them together. And they may not look like it once was. But it's a mosaic. The pieces find themselves falling into a new picture that holds firm. Because also as Revelation said, God is renewing all things. God isn't starting over when he sees our brokenness, when he sees sin. He isn't starting over. He is taking those broken pieces. He is taking our whole lives. And he's putting them together and making the broken holy and making them one. But often... Often it's hard to look beyond the broken pieces. It's so easy to look at our brokenness because the world likes to remind us that we are broken. The world likes to remind us of our flaws and our chips. And so we can't see what has happened. When I have a hard time looking beyond my brokenness. I think of the saints of the Lord who have gone before me. I think of those who chose with their lives and with their words to show me who Christ is. I think of my grandfather who in his nearly 98 years of life, walked through so much brokenness, but he kept walking and he kept believing in people 
And he kept choosing to love in spite of the brokenness. And I think of my aunt, who truly taught me what it meant to pray for someone. To pray earnestly for someone in such a way that they feel it no matter the distance. To pray for someone each day and, let, and letting them know so that they can, can feel that. All of us have saints in our lives. We all know who they are. And today we celebrate them for their faithfulness, for their witness to the gospel. We celebrate those who cried with us, who sat with us, who taught us to pray. We celebrate those who made us feel loved even when and especially when we felt unworthy. We celebrate those who made known who God is for them so that God might be even more alive for us. We celebrate the saints, past and present and to come. And we celebrate their faithful witness, their mosaic masterpieces, and how they waltz through life with brokenness that had been put back together by our good shepherd. Broken pieces of our lives and our world sadly never going to go away until Christ comes again. But God has moved into our neighborhood. The good shepherd has claimed us as his sheep and has declared brokenness cannot remain. The broken pieces will fall into place. May the saints who have gone before us encourage us onward with unimaginable hope. Will you please pray with me? Lord, you have come to us. And you have claimed us. You have named us. And you have made us. And you are continually making us from the brokenness of our lives and our world, you have made known that we will never remain broken because you are there and because you choose to care. We thank you for that. And we pray that Psalm 23 comes in our hearts fast and sure. In your son's name, amen.